While we can't actually go back in time and give advice to our former selves, this is what we'd say if we could. On this episode of the Average Climber Podcast, Caitlin and I are reminiscing on where we were at one year into our climbing journeys. We're talking about what we did well, the wild choices we doubled down on, and the things we could have been doing differently. So here are 10 things we wish we knew one year into climbing. Sit back and get ready to learn from our mistakes. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. Okay, Lauren. <laughs> I'm pre-giggling, and I am so ready. Tell me, what is the fun fact you oh, have for I've been me? Waiting to tell you this fun fact <laughs> for so long. I really hope you don't already know what what this is all about. Okay, so when you think rattle off some words for me when you're describing something as fucking huge. Like what are some uh, would use to describe ginormous? It? Okay, large. Okay, grandissimo. Because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Duolingo as of late, and I am number two in my Pearl League right now. So wow, uh, that's an important one. hats off to you. Easymos, love um, it. Yeah, 90, 92 day streak, no big deal. Um, <laughs> NBD, kind of amazing. NBD. Um, <laughs> think about like maybe some more like crass way to describe thing describe things wow big big as fuck uh, <laughs> on this on the right path okay keep large going. af <laughs> um why is everything i'm thinking uh uh i'm thinking of some things that are inappropriate okay um well let me stop you there first. okay to say out loud <laughs> okay go on <laughs> what about a buttload oh a shit ton. A shit a fuck ton. ton. Yes, correct. Sure. Yes. Did you know a buttload is an actual measurement? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> In what system? This is just, if this is the metric system, I'm going to be like reason number 1008 that we should switch to metric. Okay, go on. So, <laughs> buttload is used as a measurement of wine. I love this fact. Okay. I love this. So where? Uh, well, let me let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, a buttload of wine is an actual measurement. It is 126 gallons of wine. A butt is an actual <laughs> unit of measurement. How I'm do you spell this? Literally, buttload. B u t t l o a d. Oh, unbelievable. Okay, so this Who is... even... So how much does a vintner make? How uh, much, like, is a normal amount for a winery to produce? That's a really like, good question. Like, would anyone question. ever even make a buttload of wine? Like, like unless you're, like, barefoot? <laughs> so let me let me read to you what uh, this, this bright seller's business says. Oh, my um, God. More like dark sellers. Am oh, I my right? God. Go right, on. For real. <laughs> uh, okay. So before measurements were standardized, the imperial system was used seafaring merchants shipped wine whiskey and other alcoholic beverages in lard wooden casks and the casks came in a bunch of different sizes ranging from a rundlet the smallest to a ton 
the biggest. Fun fact, a ton is the equivalent of two butts. <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> That's my favorite. Uh, okay, so it came from since you asked, uh it came it is actually from the the word butt comes from butt, B-O-T-T-E, the French word for boot. So maybe it's boot. I don't know. My French is trash. We don't um, do French. No, here. we don't do French here. Um, but it's also an Italian word meaning barrel. So in the 12th century, there was a spike in wine exports. And that was because the English were what this says, hashtag thirsty for claret, a wine made in Bordeaux, France. So Ugh. I just, this is this my is favorite. Great. I know what you're telling me is that this word just came from a French word, but in my head, a bunch of pirates like bringing wine and like being seafaring swashbucklers were like, I, we have a buttload of wine on the ship. <laughs> and that's more fun to me. Um, excellent. Well, uh, thank you for, this is, this was the best fun fact yet. I, ever. This, this is my favorite thing. I this just couldn't be better. hoard fun facts to blow your mind because that's what brings me joy these days. So I read really, really dumb like BuzzFeed articles that connect me to these facts and I dig way too deep. So this is great. There this you is have perfect. It. This was the best fun fact ever. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to the Average Climber podcast. This show is not about butts or wine. Um <laughs> Or maybe measuring. Sometimes. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe sometimes <laughs> indirectly. Um, we'll circle back to that. Uh, <laughs> hello, I'm Lauren. I'm a certified personal trainer and climbing coach. And I'm here with my dear friend, Caitlin, who just brought this podcast the best fun fact it's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, there's more where that came from. There's a buttload more where that came from. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm Caitlin and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and we've got a lot to talk about today, but let's see. Before we get into that, we should we probably- have some reminders. Yeah, we got, we got some reminders. So before you get to hear yeah. the nitty gritty, we want to remind okay. you- Please, please. We want to remind you a few things. Yes. yes. Please leave us reviews. I will, do you want me to tell them? Please yes. Leave us tell reviews. us how. This is what we're saying. <laughs> Here. Okay. Caitlin says, leave us a review. But how, Caitlin? How do I leave a review? <laughs> if you're on Spotify, you just go to the show page, and then all you have to do is hit how many stars you think we deserve. Um, do that now if you're not driving um, or not doing dishes. Uh, Correct. But then dry your hands and then hit the star button. Or... If you have Apple Podcasts, you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just go to our show page, and then you're going to hit the number of stars and click write a review. And then you just write a few sentences and hit submit. And if you do that, and then we read your review on the podcast, send us an email, let us know. We'll link to the email in the show notes, and then we'll send you a sticker. And isn't that easy? You just do like two minutes of stuff, you get a sticker, and we get a review, and everyone wins. This is a win-win-win Golly, Lauren, situation. that's the easiest thing I've ever heard in yeah, my life. Yeah, that's so easy. What wow. a nice way to, like, build some good karma. And yeah. get a sticker it for my water bottle, my emotional support yeah. water bottle. Yeah, and so that the Average Climber podcast is always reminding me to stay hydrated. Also, stubby <laughs> the corgis on the sticker. Um, so this it's is a great incredible. idea. Speaking you of do butts, that. we do have a, a, a stubby the corgi sticker that's been in the works for a while with a butt a corgi butt on it 
I know. So maybe we haven't one really day. considered the corgi butt sticker. Um, That's all I think about. Uh, <laughs> it'd be funny. Uh, this is a good idea. Uh, speaking of reviews, also, I'm so excited to read. Um, so testimonial of the week, review of the week. We're doing a podcast review this week. And this one this is, is titled... This one, I loved it so much. I smiled so big. This made my day. Um, This one is titled Climbing's Spice Girls. You could end the there dream. and I would be, I'd be like, great I'd review. Be like, great Don't need review. to know anymore. Perfect review. <laughs> yeah, just leave a title that makes us feel sassy and we'll love it. Um, But no. I'm going to read the review because Please. it's awesome. Please say okay, more. Okay. So this review says the perfect podcast to listen to on your hike up to the crag to get psyched and remember to fuel informative, silly, funny and always educational protect these women at all costs <laughs> and this review is from am radio was an art form which i was like that's an artsy uh that's an artsy name um but am radio is an art form please send us an email we love to review and we'd love to send you a sticker wow so I'd, yeah. i've never seen a review so deserving of a sticker i mean yeah no you get real. a gold star <laughs> yeah this is great if i still have good spray stickers i'll send you one of my fancy holographic stickers Ooh. too so that's dope um also let's see other other couple reminders before we get into today's topic which is super fun um we have a patreon if you want to support us monetarily and not just leave us a review you can do that um so you can go to our patreon link it's eight dollars a month and it just helps us pay for stuff do things and keep this show going and keeping it afloat um let's see what else do we have um and also just as a reminder caitlin and i both work with people like you rock climbers Um, (laughs) so you can go to my website is goodsprayclimbing.com where you can learn about all the different ways you can work with me i got self-guided training plans and custom training plans and all the things and some other fun stuff I'll tell you about at the end of the episode. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Caitlin, what about you? Where do people find you? People can find me at uh, either at Dirtbag Nutritionist. A lot of people will DM me there, but you can find more information about me, my coaching, and other things I offer at my website, caitlinholmes.com. So we, Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. We love. We, we work love. with people all the time. Yes, that is. If literally we're not recording our day these job. episodes, we are literally helping people all day. <laughs> so yes, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and we would love to help you too. So tight. Okay. So Caitlin, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the ten things we wish we knew one year into our climbing journeys, which is like. The sweetest little hug that I didn't know I needed reflecting on this. Oh my yeah, gosh. No, I almost like want to cry thinking about like just some of the things I struggled so hard with. And I'm like, I wish I could like go back in time and be like, it's going to get a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, I think because, yeah, the the one thing about I think our climbing journeys that differs is you started in college, right? Yeah. I started when did you after start? college. Holy shit. So, Caitlin? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I feel like we started climbing around the same time, but like, yeah, I'm just, I'm the grandma of the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> everyone's, uh, people still yell. Okay, actually, no, Maya just does, but she brings up our longevity episode. We did not say being 30 was old. God. <laughs> no, it's not. It's mostly a joke, but I did wake up on God. my 30th birthday and went like, ow, things hurt. <laughs> Yeah, but like our hangovers worse once you hit 25. Yeah, and then you'll just 100%. stop drinking and become a better athlete for it. Because... So you're welcome. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um the wisdom of age. Um, okay. 
Caitlin, would you care to set the scene of what yes. was going on um, in your life and also in the um, grand in pop culture? Set the, set the scene <laughs> for your your first year. I would the, love to your one year mark of your climbing. <laughs> so I started climbing in the fall of 2015. And I had just graduated college and was, I was in my first like big girl dirt nerd job. Um, For those of Mm. you who don't remember, I was a soil scientist before I went back to school for nutrition and I was working for a USDA funded project down in Southern New Mexico. And I went to the gym and saw that they had a climbing wall and I was like, oh, hey, that sounds pretty sick. So I got into climbing and caught, you know, the proverbial climbing bug. And a year into it, a lot of things had happened. A lot of things had changed. Um, And we'll talk more about that. But really in that first year, I was coming off of a long summer of Beyonce's Lemonade. Listened to that almost exclusively. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, so Caitlin's jamming to Beyonce. Caitlin is a year into rock climbing. Caitlin has a big girl job. Yep. With dirt. With what dirt. Else is going on? Um, I had also met my now husband. And oh my God. fun fact, I had just broken my ankle. Oh God. <laughs> okay, yes. Because I remember you talking about how like around your like the one year mark in climbing, you got yeah. really into like lifting. And I think part of it was because that was like all you could do, right? Because of your well, ankle. Well, so I came into climbing having weightlifted with like for a most, lifting bra- yeah, background. With only yeah. like with I mean not only, but like I was mostly into weightlifting when I got into climbing. And mm-hmm. this broken ankle, even though it sucked, it was horrible, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It forced me to really get focused on how I could climb other than weightlifting. Um, Or Mm. how I could train for climbing other than weightlifting. So I actually decided to start hangboarding three days a week Mm. mixed with weightlifting and, you know, some other things that I could do not hobbling on one leg. So really do credit that to helping me propel forward. So I love that. Could you set the stage for where you were at? Ah, yes. So I was, um, so the year is 2015. It's fall. I'm playing Major Lazer's Lean On <laughs> in my headphones as I'm longboarding around campus. Also, I had I had like the headphones with like a cord. If we remember the Ancient. era of non-wireless <laughs> uh-huh. headphones. Yes. Um, I was wearing a lot of like really big flannels. Um, my parents would look at my outfits when I came home from college. And they literally told me about this later. But they asked each other, quote, why is our beautiful daughter wearing plaid shirts for men? End oh, quote. No. Um, I was going through a major <laughs> skater girl phase. Um, and oh boy. it's funny. But it was like I would do that. But then also like, I don't know. I was a jeans and crop tops girly and knew how to like curl my hair. You know, I am. I'm complex. You're multifaceted. I, I am mean, multifaceted. Yeah. I mean, Thank I was a you. hipster in college. So like that's. Yeah. Go there. I was like, we sometimes all had our, it's glitter and sometimes I. Sometimes it's like grunge. A, sometimes it's glitter. That's the way it goes. And I can be both. <laughs> um, yes. But that's that was going on. So like, let's see. So that was my 2015. So I was like a junior in college yeah and I'd been climbing for I've been climbing for about a year at that point um Mike and I actually like 
kind of started bonding and like started our relationship over going climbing together. So like Mike had been climbing for a little while and I was like getting into it um, at this time. But yeah, I really needed a sport in college because I didn't have dance team. I didn't have time to do musicals. Um, I tried running. I was fast, but that was really boring (laughs) and that was not enough. And then climbing was like, I was like, this is it. This is is the sport for me. This is the sport. But yeah. um, But yeah, I was in college. It was just like, you know, whatever. So that's that's what was up. But I was going to the college climbing gym a lot. The ARC at Ohio State, um, if anyone. Yeah. But that that's where I was in 2015. Um, Also, I just want to shout out that that is the year that Taylor Swift's 1989 came out. I had a fun time exploring the wrong. What? 2014. 2014. Oh, you know what? I was looking at the 2015 Billboard Top 100 to try to like remember what I was listening oh. to. Oh, and all of 1989 still on the Billboard Top 100 well, to even in fair, 2015. It came in it came out October 27th, 2014. So like okay, basically so like, the end of okay. the year. We should do a whole episode about this because the Taylor's version comes out very soon. Exciting exciting again listen to chris hampton's podcast of power company episode about taylor swift it was truly um truly okay all right perfect all right so let's now so now that you kind of have a vision of where caitlin and i were as humans um fashionably we were were musically actively uh in 2015 and 2016 here is the advice we would give our younger mm-hmm. selves. So we we each came up with five things. Um, I don't know what Caitlin's are. Caitlin does not know what mine are. I'm so um, excited. I'm so excited. Um, and we're going from least important to like number one thing. Like if we could get in a time machine, go back and tell ourselves like one thing, the number one thing is that. Um, so Caitlin, do you want to tell me your number five? Yes, I would love okay. to. So at the time that I was one year into climbing, I was so into it that I had largely forgotten about everything else that <laughs> makes me me. And I got mm. swept away into my climbing identity, which like for better or worse, I really, I really, really loved the sport. I do still, but I like got mm-hmm. so into it that I forgot that I loved to hike. I forgot that I actually liked trail running. I forgot that I liked to do more creative things <laughs> and it, it got lost for me. So number five for me is to continue to participate in your other activities because that mm. for me took a long time to come back to and realize that climbing on like exclusively climbing was not that fulfilling to me. Um, I needed yeah. more balance with everything else I love that also makes me feel more grounded. I love that. This is interesting. What is yours? My number five is kind of the flip of this. Wait, really? Where, <laughs> yes, where I was unwilling to let the other stuff I like to do go. Oh. So my number five is you can't work out every day. Okay. Like well, that's I fair. was just trying to do everything. Like I was like, I like climbing. I want to train for ski season. I want to go skiing and slam my body into rails in the park at Mad River. <laughs> I want a longboard. God, the things okay. I used to. Yeah. To like, be I just fair, did everything and I was trying to die. But you don't which I still do. Am. You do everything <laughs> to the extreme. There's not just like, oh, I just like skiing in the glades. Yours is like, I love downhill, crazy fast skiing, training and flips and shit. <laughs> like it's mine. <laughs> Mine alternative is like, I want to go hiking in the meadows. You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> no, you're so, so right. I like, I am repulsed by, I, this is good, but yeah, I, but I like, instead of having a strategy, I just like, literally I was such a little douchebag. I would like read <laughs> trading programs. Like, oh my God, I was such a little prick. I'm like, I'm a nightmare. Like, oh my God, I was such a little asshole 19 year old that just thought I was like fit and could do everything. But like, <laughs> I would read different training programs and be like, oh, this says I need a rest day, but that's for old people. That's <laughs> like, stupid. This bitch. doesn't apply to a 19 year old. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is written for old people. I'm 19. <laughs> this is written I don't for old people. People who are 25. <laughs> yeah, like God. So I'm like, okay, you little nightmare person. But no, I like really didn't think I needed a rest day, but I like was wrecked. I would, I would do, like, I did every, it was crazy. But I also like, I think college really stressed me out and I hadn't learned other coping mechanisms besides just like being active, which I guess is like, there's worse things to overdo it on, but. True. Yeah. I mean, but that, yeah. I feel like that's, that's fair though. And like you learned from it and you understand now like what's more realistic for your time mm-hmm. and you still go hard. It's just like you figure out how yeah, to balance I, it all out more. Yeah, exactly. But I, I definitely wish I knew that because I think I just like was really like sore. Um, and yeah. Like, I remember my shoulders hurting like a lot and just like ignoring it or yeah. having it like impact me. And I just wish I would have like told myself that like, it was okay to take a rest day or just had any strategy other than if you go less than a hundred percent in everything you do, it's weak. Like it's like, it's okay to have a chill session or like a chill, yeah. whatever, you know? I and I just I like, didn't get believe that. that. Well, cause like for my climbing, I was like, if I wasn't training, I was climbing and I maybe had like a rest day a week on Sundays so, like, I feel the same there, but, like, had I divided it up better, maybe I would have done other things. Like, eventually I added in swimming and mm-hmm. running, and then I biked to school, like, to campus, because that's where I worked. So, like, I did a, you know, basically mini triathlon, and then you add climbing <laughs> in there, and I'd be like, why can't I do it all? And, like, I, I feel like that though it's like if you just figure out how to balance your life with climbing not like how to balance it for climbing do you know what I mean like there feels like a difference there yeah totally I completely agree interesting so we kind of have similar similar themes yeah yeah okay interesting what's your number four interesting (laughs) (laughs) this one's gonna make you laugh Uh, (laughs) okay so when I first started climbing, like the first five-ish years, maybe six years of climbing, that's sort of alarming to think about. I was climbing in Waco almost exclusively because that was the closest crag to us. And no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's kind of amazing. This is why I I suck at pretty much anything that doesn't exist at Waco. So anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. Ooh, not true. Not true. Go on. I suck currently. <laughs> it doesn't mean I have to suck forever. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very windy there. If you've ever oh. climbed there, it's windy. So my number four is please, for the love of all that is good, don't cut your bangs in 2016, again in 2017, and again in 2018. (laughs) Wait, tell me how this, like, did this, like, factually impact your climbing? Yes. Oh, my God. It's... (laughs) 
it's actually so embarrassing because like you know you you're like i have bangs it's so cute and then someone's like why don't you just put it back with a headband i'm like no and you're like because do i want to look like a triceratops yeah like no. do you, have you seen this forehead absolutely not um <laughs> but i kept trying like trying my hardest because like bangs for me were such an iconic identity like by the way at the time of this recording like i do actually have bangs but i'm yes. i'm I'm figuring out how to work around them. Bangs are for adults. They require yeah, maintenance. They, they do. require time. And Bangs I are an adult haircut. Uh, I for just mature could not. People. <laughs> I would like come home at the end of the day with just like the wackiest messed up bangs on earth. And like, to be honest, I just wish I hadn't because I would be on like my hardest project uh like sport routes and my hair would just blow into my face oh my god it would and drive you, like, couldn't me. see i couldn't see i would go to step and it wouldn't be right and then with bouldering especially because you're like you know waco is kind of like there's some areas that are a little bit spooky to like hike around oh yeah you're not trying to be at the top of a well or like on a top yeah. out yeah like yeah exactly and people are like well what? it's just so easy why don't you just clip them back i'm like i just you know what i had a lot of pride i was like no i committed and i'm gonna commit and it just it made it really frustrating and i would i would like have mini tantrums on the rock because my hair would drive me that crazy so like this is just this is where we're at so <laughs> that's so funny i love that it's i like that that one was number four like i like that you were like this isn't even number five this is four like this is important it caused enough problems for me where i was just like all right well i mean mind you now i don't have as much pride as i did then and i like actually will clip my hair back like a dingus so also the like little barrettes are back in yeah the butterfly i don't know what's up with that yeah gen z it's like kind of fun but also like what's no we looked stupid then when we were two years old. We look stupid yeah. now when we're in our late 20s and 30s. I'm just yeah, saying. Anything, any hairdo that requires more than one hair accessory. Wrong. Is a lot. A lot. It's not I can't correct. have this many bobby pins. It's crazy. <laughs> I do appreciate the banana clips, though. I think those are good. Those we should keep. Yeah, if um, those die. Perfect. Meanwhile, I have one in now, so. <laughs> yeah, no, we love a banana clip. Ding, dong, ding. Oh, this was the song that I got stuck in everyone's head The when Caitlin and I got COVID together in Lander during our first Climbers Festival. <laughs> this is the song. Are you ready? It's going to get stuck in your head, too. Bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. Banana clip. Boop, boop, boop. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana clip. Um, it's like the banana phone song but banana clip okay well that wasn't necessary uh okay (laughs) moving on (laughs) you're the first person i know to ever call them a banana clip i don't know if that's an east meets midwest thing oh i don't know i don't Uh, what are they called claw clip claw clip banana's more fun it is more fun i mean i definitely call them that now because i get it sounds like a construction implement I mean, it is if you have my hair. <laughs> That's true. Your yours is yours requires a structural engineering degree. It's a mop. Get, I don't know how you <laughs> how you're doing that. Um, okay, number okay. four. <laughs> number four for me. Okay, my number four is make strength training and hangboarding a small, consistent, year round activity. Oh. And I will, I will caveat this by saying, like, I think about the way I like used a hangboard and strength training. And I was following a pre-written training program. I will not mention what training program that was, but knowing what I do now, I really hate the (laughs) way that was programmed. I don't think it makes sense. Um, I don't Mm. think it made sense for where I was at with climbing. I don't think, I just don't think it was good. I'm glad I was like committed. I think my fingers like got stronger, but like, yeah, I just, I'm like, 
like you did not need a 30 minute hangboard workout that had like four different grip types and like all this shit. Like, and I also just don't, I don't like the strength, the way the strength program, like I, I wish I would have known just like hit the big movement patterns, keep some mm. simple hangboarding and do it consistently year round instead of doing like a weird four weeks where I cared about hangboarding and strength training and then like not. And then didn't. it just was like dumb. Oh, so, how yeah, often I would, just would do, you do that though? Like, so it'd be like a people are people that can read between the lines will figure out what program this is. But basically, it'd be like do something, and then there'd be like a four week block that was about strength training and hangboarding, and then that would kind of like phase out a little bit. So maybe it'd be like eight weeks at a time. I'd be doing it like two to three times a week, and then that would kind of like go away, and then I would just like totally stop. Oh, it's just like stop starty and like stupid, and I just don't. Like, I wish I was just doing, like, a little bit all the time hmm. in a more intelligent, more intelligently and more simply designed sort of way. Yeah. Um, I basically feel like, how I do it now. Right. Um, I just wish I would have, like, known that. Yeah. It would have been so much fucking easier. Um, yeah. I feel like it's I just evolved, hated that. too. Like, do you yeah. think with our research and with information that's coming out about climbing training, do you feel like that's helped reshape? That recommendation. I mean, like, I know you hundred percent do different things, but like, I wonder if that training protocol was rewritten now, or maybe it already has been. But like, maybe they would update that. There, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also okay. think like 2015. I want to say Steve Bechtel's logical progression. When did the first one come out? I want to say the first one came out Around in like then, right 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I just don't, you know, I was like so new to climbing. I don't think I would have like gotten into that. Yeah, it came out March of 2014. So I like, or wait, no, this is a, this is a, something about space. Hold on. <laughs> I must know we're, we're in this now. I'm pr- like 99% sure. But yeah, I don't think I like would have known that. Um, let's see. Logical progression. Okay, perfect. When did this come out? 2017 actually oh wow like the that's first a lot one. later than i thought yeah so i think yeah let me let me just double check yes okay so like i would not have known that <laughs> some of the things i know now like i don't think they had really you know some of the things that i have leveraged and enjoyed um i will also link to that book great book gotta read the logical progressions guys you got to (laughs) like climbing training um but yeah i just don't think i like had those resources available to know that that was a good idea so i did probably what was like the more current whatever um i also don't know when like dr ava lopez's research would have come out that would have like influenced the way i was doing things but yeah i just Mm. don't think i like had that stuff, which is really wild because 2015 doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but like I guess it was it eight was. years ago. Eight. Holy fucking shit. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's a while ago. Um, yeah. So that's weird. Um, Don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting revelation. So yeah, I mean, I think like that I didn't have, I did what I did what was available at the time, but if I could go back in time and be like, yo, there's a better way <laughs> that would make a lot yeah. more sense for where you're at right now, Um, I would love to do that. Okay. Let's go, should we go on, should we, let's go on to our number three and then we'll take a break. Okay. What is your number three? My number three, so this has to do with my broken ankle. Fun fact. Mm, Okay. Uh, I was on, I was in Roy, New Mexico. And at that time I was on my hardest boulder route that I had ever done. I sent it. I was super (gasps) stoked. It was kind of a highball. And I was like, oh, shit, we didn't get it on video. 
So I'm going to go get the video. So we put on the video. I get up at the top. And for whatever reason, I miss the top out. And I come spinning off. Literally, like, I have a video of this. I I don't think I want to post it because it's no, that sounds um, alarming. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I hate come where down. this is going. Yeah, I, I spun into it and smacked my head on my knee. And then I dislocated my ankle and broke it. So, like, you you listener cannot see this, but my, my foot was backwards. So... <gasps> Uh, we quickly got my climbing shoe off and it went back into its correct place, but then it was the size of a grapefruit. So long story short, my number three is remember, it's not all about the videos. I feel like this was a really hard thing for me to learn. I actually don't video myself anymore. Um, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. I love that people do it, but for (laughs) me, it was an ego support tool and I think Mm. the last video I recorded of myself truly was like in 2018 2017 maybe so like any video that's out there now is old AF (laughs) so this is very interesting yeah Um, I appreciate your superstition I also will say that when we're in Joe's and you're trying to work (laughs) on jitterbug um and you want to remember yeah. the beta, you I will videoing, film it and not tell you. Videoing is fine for me now. I just Okay, good. It it come it came from a place then of ego where it was like, oh, right. I sent it. It wasn't about like I wanna learn. Yeah, it wasn't thing. about learning. It was because at the time I felt like I had to prove myself. I felt like I had mm-hmm. to be part of this like bro culture that I just loathe and it doesn't make Mm. me feel good and that was like the best reminder to say okay you know what this is not (laughs) this is not the way you should go about your climbing and I wish I I could go back and tell myself that like you did the climb you don't need to show anyone proof like you had fun on it you learned something it was really special moment between myself and my husband and Mm -hmm. we we really like enjoyed that day And then it became a really awful, like, run to the nearest hospital to make sure I didn't have nerve damage. (laughs) And my God. And yeah, yeah, so that's my number three. Damn. Okay. That's good. I feel I feel conflicted about this because, like, as I work on my project at the time this is being recorded, I'm like in the middle of Operation Take Down the Thing. And I'm like, I really do want a video like and partially I've been yeah I've been videoing because like I uh like need to remember stuff and I want to get movement feedback and like all the things so that's been like video has been a super helpful part of the process like I'm so glad I have it for you know taking video back to coaches and being like how do you like what do you think I can do here yada yada like that's been great but also I'm like I want like I've been working so hard at this thing for so long that like when I finally do it I like I want that. Like, I want to be able to, like, watch myself do it, which, like, is maybe somewhat ego-driven, but I'm also, like, but, like, no, but I I fucking want it. Like, yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's, but, yeah, no, this this is interesting. I don't think you need to, like, feel bad about it, but I think, to your point, you're, like, I didn't need that, and I, like, 
you know, I think there's like yeah. a spectrum of this. Like for if sure. if the video had been rolling when I sent it, great, no problem. But for me, it became this ego thing because I sent it, and I I in my mind was like, oh, I have to send it again to get it on video, right? And that was like a theme for me a long time in my climbing, not just this first year. Like I wish mm. I'd gotten ahead of it because there were climbs like my hardest sends to date are not on video and at the time I was like I wish I had those on video but it was really like so I could go back and feel chuffed about it and it's like okay well there's a lot to be said that that's fine like I think it's wonderful Mm -hmm. like recording yourself climbing is definitely not a bad thing and I've learned a lot but if I could go back in time and just say like hey Maybe you don't need this video because you you did the climb. Yeah, like why are we Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I think you're like the fact that I did this was like part of a deeper issue that I felt like yeah. it didn't count unless I had proof and unless exactly. like, yeah. I could tell someone about it. Like you couldn't just like be happy with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It became a lot it it was toxic. So Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's astute. That's an astute observation. <laughs> I like that you took it away and then like brought it back in a healthy trying. Past. We're trying. Cool. <laughs> I love it. That's What's great. your number three? Bouldermore. Ooh. I, yeah. I just like really hated bouldering. Um, I definitely like liked being on roots. Um, and I kind of like avoided bouldering, especially because like at least at my college gym, the setting was like really hard um like there I don't think there actually was like v0 um when I was first getting started <laughs> it just felt like really challenging yeah like it just was the uh, when I ended up going to like a different gym um in Columbus that had like more approachable setting it got better but like I really hated bouldering um yeah like I just liked endurance I liked I was better you know whatever I designed a situation where I was like better at that but I wish yeah. I like had started bouldering and embraced it more and enjoyed it more like much earlier on um, in the gym, especially because like it became this whole hassle of like, if you want to route climb, you have to have friends. And then I'm only going to the gym when friends are. And then I was like, had struggled with like getting to the gym just to climb by myself because I didn't like bouldering and I didn't feel confident enough to climb by myself. And like, yeah, I just wish I would have like embraced bouldering Mm. gotten better at like trying hard boulders too. Like the way I bouldered was like, I don't know, stupid. Like I don't, I don't think I knew what a boulder tactic was at all. And I just like wish I would have gotten more into like actually bouldering inside and like yeah. doing smarter things earlier on. Like I think I could have built um, a lot more strength and power and skill if mm. I would have like leaned into bouldering more earlier on in my climbing. That's so, fair. Yeah, that's something I definitely would have told myself at that point. But I yeah. hated it because I <laughs> well, felt like I was bad at it. And like V0 felt hard and that was annoying and like blah, blah, blah. Well, if you go back to your number five, it's like, okay, well, if you had even had time to boulder, that's a whole <laughs> different thing. <laughs> or, yeah. Or if I even had the energy to like try hard moves because I just was like under recovered and doing shit all the time. So, right. Like, but that's the thing. That, like, but- if you If you didn't get any joy out of bouldering, like I totally understand why you're like, nope, not for me. Because that's how yeah. I feel about sport climbing. That's <laughs> true. But you know what? There's a lot more. I'm just going to say it. There's more benefit for sport climbers to boulder than boulder is sport climbing. It's just true. Interesting. Like I think both can have crossover benefits, but that's my thought. Like. I always felt like I would never. Yeah. Yeah. We would go from like 
September through April was bouldering season, and then May through August was sports season in southern New Mexico. And whenever I would go into sports season from bouldering, I was a monster. And then when I'd go into sport or go into bouldering from sport, I it took me a long time to get back to where right. I was. Yeah, and it's just how it works. Like, I basically only boulder to train for sport climbing, but I would never do that the other way around. Like, that's not how that works. Um, So, yeah, well, we'll leave it there, and let's go ahead and go to break before we get to our top two. Sounds good. You know what movie scenes really spoke to me growing up? The makeover montages. Like Lizzie McGuire going on a shopping spree with her pop star icon twin or Caddy Heron's Good Girl Gone Bad transformation in Mean Girls, or better yet, Anne Hathaway's iconic bangs in The Devil Wears Prada. I actually tried out those bangs in eighth grade. Turns out they don't look so hot when you have a massive cowlick in the middle of your forehead. Anyways, the fact is that I love a good makeover. I like seeing how a few simple tweaks can lead to a stunning before and after. And though I'm no Hollywood fashion guru, I've started a little makeover game of my own. With training plans, of course. Every week, I take an audience member's training plan and offer the adjustments needed to take it from alright to excellent. Inside of the weekly training plan makeover, I take you step-by-step through the how and why behind my recommendations that you can watch in a short, actionable video. The catch. This is only available to those on my email list. So if you want to get the weekly training plan makeover delivered straight to your inbox, or maybe even get a training plan makeover of your own, then make sure to get signed up for the weekly training plan makeover at the link in our show notes. All right, Caitlin, are you ready to tell us your number two? I am. I think this this isn't my number one for a reason, but it's, it's close. It's my favorite one, I think, because okay. Oh, <laughs> as a nutritionist, <laughs> I clearly talk <laughs> about food. You know, feeding ourselves, feeling energized. Uh, there's a lot wrapped up there with the relationship with food, your body, and for me, climbing. I think reigniting. It reignited for me a lot of things that I buried deep from ballet and Mm. forced me to get really clear on what was happening. Um, I feel like I had another bout of Red S, now called Reds, by the way, and it it became a really not productive thing for me and very unhealthy for a time. And Mm -hmm. so for me, number two is eat to climb, not just climb to eat because yikes, I know. Um, But I think one year into climbing, you know, a lot of, a lot of the athletes at the time, especially Mm -hmm. women in climbing, I think looked a certain way. They still do to an extent. And I got wrapped up in, I want to look like a climber. I want to feel like a climber. And I, I want to obviously be strong, but I think looking like a climber was a really big objective for me at this point in time. And I don't want to say that I felt like I had to climb in order to earn eating, but I think a long day of climbing would 
make me feel like I had the freedom to eat more whatever really I needed. I needed more times a hundred basically. And I wish that I could go back and say, Hey, like here are some things like knowing where I am now, if I could go back and tell myself like eat enough hit or exceed calories, like you're, you're going into your climbing just you know, absolutely trashed mm-hmm. from your day of under eating with a lot of intention. And I think it's really something that held me back. It made me plateau. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to overcome the plateau that I was at. And there's a lot there that I'm battling now, like feeling comfortable with my body as it is right now and climbing just as hard, if not harder than when things were different. Yeah. But it's still something I'm grappling with because it's, you know, you sort of have this expectation and there's a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And I feel like had I been able to overcome that setback and those thoughts about myself, I would be in Mm -hmm. a very different place today as a climber. I, yeah, I actually just like an aside on this, I look back, back at pictures of me in college and I'm like, Lauren, like little baby Lauren, why did you have such bad body image issues? Like you're a pretty princess. Why did you like hate yourself so much? It's like yeah. so rude and awful. And like, yeah, no, I had also a fucked relationship with food back then. Like, I'll just like come out and say it. Like, yeah. Retweet this so much. Also, a fun fact that I realized as I work on my, you know, I'm in year summer number three of working on my little 513 situation. Um, I'm doing way better on it this year than I ever have. And I am at Hell least yeah. 10 pounds, if not 15 pounds heavier. I don't have like an exact number, but I know I'm at least 10 pounds heavier I than when that. I first started working on it. And also this is not a route that like maybe you would logically think that being like heavier would be, I don't know, whatever, but like it's very tiny holds. I'm on shit tons of like, like the some of the smallest holds on it are like half pad two finger pockets or like, the, like tiny, tiny shit on an overhanging face. Like this is not something you'd stereotypically think like, oh, well, it's big, powerful move. Like it is powerful moves, but like, you know, like, and yeah. my thing, fi- yeah, like maybe strength to weight ratio wise, my finger strength like isn't as strong, but my fingers are still strong as shit. I'm just a better rock climber and I'm like have energy and I can go hard all day. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to call that out because I think it's interesting. Yeah. And hopefully when I do it, Hopefully I do it. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll cringe listening back to this episode. But, you know, like, <laughs> no, I'm doing way. I don't yeah, think you like, will. I mean, I think it's being happy with what your body can do, like being appreciative of it, I should say. Yeah. And understanding that, like, accepting where you are right now, that's going to give you so much flexibility to approach your climbing in a way that's not about your body. It's like how you feel in your body, not how you feel about it, how it's perceived or how you think it's perceived. Like none of that really matters. It's more, it's like kind of hit your bases, make sure your needs are met and then put more energy into training, building skills, like getting after it. And, you know, I feel like those are things that I just, I could not get myself to break past that barrier because I never really healed my my history from ballet and I feel like it climbing brought it up tenfold so it just made it 
really challenging to overcome that. And I, I really, really wish I could just sort of like shake myself and be like, I promise you will feel better. You will go into your sessions energized. You'll not feel like total ass all the time. You'll sleep better. Your digestion will roll. You'll, you'll like, you'll be able to focus in class. Yeah. Hungry as shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just for me, like I felt like at times too, like I'd fall asleep at my desk at work because I just was so undernourished and like, that that was just a really dumb it's dumb but it's something I think a lot of us go through like it's it yeah. could be so avoidable had I had the information that I do now so also I will say this um I definitely just like wasn't that good at cooking so you were like, in college preparing, <laughs> I was in college yeah so like preparing food for myself was not like my strong suit anyway um but yeah so I totally agree with that one. I didn't bring that one up, but I was like, I bet Kaylin will. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Let's see. Well, what's your number two, Lauren? Okay. My number two is the climbers around you don't know everything. Ah. Oh my because God. I, I had a that. lot of friends that I looked up to, and I am not bashing them at all by any means, because like we're all in college. We are all like whatever. But I just, like, took so many things from the climbers who had started before me, like, as gospel and, like, never yeah. really. And also I was, like, not as good as them because I'd started later than them. So I never, like, had the confidence to, like, question them or whatever. Right. But then as I, like, got deeper into things, I was, like, you know, and I look back and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I looked up to, like you know like I remember this one guy he wasn't really one of my friends but I remember this one guy who like could climb 12a and I just thought he was like an absolute a fucking god, god. <laughs> right and I'm just like yeah. looking back to that and I'm like why did I like a why did I like put him on this pedestal and b why did I like I don't know like listen to any listen to things that like you know what I mean like why I just like didn't yeah. I didn't, like, check my source. There also weren't as many sources for me to, like, go and, like, right. check the vibes on, right? Like, more things started coming out and, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, I just feel like I I trust it. I, like, let, you didn't you know, forge your opinions. own path yeah. in climbing. Yeah. Yeah, like, I listened to a lot of things. And also, I just had, like, big fear issues. So, like, I remember uh, someone telling me, like, oh, you should be climbing, you know, just things like, you should be climbing this grade in the gym before you're allowed to like try to lead something or you should be leading this totally. hard in the gym before you go outside or like lead climbing super dangerous. And if you go outside, you have to lead climb. I remember someone telling me that. And then I remember like, you know, being like, oh, I probably shouldn't go outside then because I have to lead climb. Cause I just like didn't fucking know anything. And then I was talking <laughs> right. to someone, they're like, that's not true. Someone can lead it and put up a top rope for you if you like want to try it. And I was like, oh really? Like just all these things where I like let, people say dumb shit to me and then I just kind of like took it and didn't like question it enough or I don't know like I just think yeah. I I definitely like didn't I, di I mean I guess I can't go back in time and say that I wish I like knew all the things I do now because that's kind of what we're doing but I also wish that I like dug in a little bit more or maybe mm -hmm. tried to find like different perspectives um, or or like challenged these things more. yeah like I, something I was actually just talking to Ryan about this weekend, we were out at a sport crag. And to be honest, I just belayed the whole weekend. I was like, Meh. I'm like, I'm chilling. I don't, 
I was like having such a relaxed day after a really hard work week. And I was like, I'm just, I like don't want to get my adrenaline going with like being scared on this new route. Like, so anyway, long story short, I was like, I really want to start when someone says something like you have to, or you should, or no, like you have to do it this way. I really want to come back and say, well, why? Like, why do I, why? Yeah. And like kind of, <laughs> kind of dig into it more because I think you're right. Like there's so many like things like that, that we've maybe all been told like, oh, it, you can't do it that way. It's like, well, why not? Why do I have to do it this, this other like arbitrary way or like, you know, understanding, for example, like on like certain climbs that I've gotten on, they're like, oh, well, if you use like this one minuscule foot, it's downgraded by like three grades. And it's like, but why? why? Like, why? I understand what people are thinking right now. It's probably like, oh, well, it's called that this reason and that reason and this one. Like, or yeah. Maybe I, there was some context or like, blah, blah, blah. But like, but like, yeah. why? You know, like, there are things that I felt the same way. And like, I, I kind of assumed it's because like, the patriarchy but maybe it's just yeah. more than that like maybe it's, I think also yeah. I don't know I don't think like I definitely don't think a lot of my friends were like ill-intended by any means right. I just think right. it was like but there it's what wasn't, they were told right it's like someone you know like just like don't I don't know it was just straight like I just passed think down like a lot of in history it's like oh. the the fables of climbing like once upon right. a time crusty old trad dad said this and we must continue yeah. like it's that wrote sucks. It? yeah <laughs> it's like this is, is not that, the bible yeah, it's guys totally that yeah and even that's yeah, exactly questionable anyway okay we won't go there but <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there yes no exactly so i think like that's the big thing and i yeah i don't think yeah, I don't think, like, everyone was, like, ill-intended or trying to, like, be misleading or, like, fuck me over. I just think, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't think just, anyone like, said it no. maliciously. That's why, like, we... I make this... Like, this is part of why I, like, have my, like, company and, like, make this podcast is because, like, I wish I knew a lot of shit and I just want to make sure, like, other people have, you know, a yeah. better experience with getting started than I did. Totally. Um, so that's, like, kind of why this podcast is why we're here. That's <laughs> why so we're here. Um, yeah, okay, Caitlin... Time for your number one. one. Tell us what's your number one thing. If you could go back and tell yourself one year into climbing. The number one thing that I would love to go back and tell myself at the one year mark. (sighs) Have fun. Mm. Having fun. You know, in your mind, you're like, this is so fun. I love training every day and I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think I was having fun. I think... I got really caught up in the world so fast and I was like, I want to be the best. Like I honestly feel like climbing is one of the only sports in the entire world. That's like you start it and then suddenly you engage in an elite training plan. You start dialing in your nutrition and maybe you like do very specific things for climbing and nothing else. And it's like, I don't think there's any. Yeah, there's wrong ways to that. dork out in a big hurry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Like it can be good, but also it can go awry. Right, and for me, it went the latter because I always said to. I think I've said this before, maybe on our Kelsey Keidel therapy episode. We <laughs> shout out that episode. You that episode. Listen to it. It's probably one, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, my my absolute favorite. But anyway, I think it might be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me, I when I was in ballet. 
when I quit finally, I felt this huge weight off my shoulders where it was like, mm, you don't have to do this. Like no one is making you do this except for you. Why are you still doing this? And for climbing, I felt tinges of that. And I was like, okay, well, I really loved climbing when I first started. It was so fun. I met a lot of people. I like got into it quickly because I really, really enjoyed it. And I lost that completely by the like one and a half year mark. I feel like such a bummer. I know. And like, I'm not going to say I didn't have fun sometimes when I went out, but like there were, there was a really long time period when Ryan would be like, Oh, did you have fun? And I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. Like I almost would have rather have been like at home on the couch because I was so exhausted from my work week and from training all week that like going outside for a 12 hour epic day at Waco was like, (laughs) no, thank you. So I feel like I really forgot to have fun and it's only uh, like, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but like I, I feel like it's only recently that I've started having fun climbing again, which is like a total head scratcher for me. Like it's not, again, like I have fun moments, but like overall climbing was not something that felt fun. And now it finally does again. I love that. Mine is very similar. Ooh. Okay. What is it? Okay. So mine is get help with your mental game yesterday. Um, like same oh my god yeah Yeah. the number of like but honestly like all my issues were like sucking the fun out of things like things like the pressure I would put on myself to perform Mm -hmm. um combine that with the fact that I like still was dealing with like a pretty severe fear of heights and a severe fear of bleeding so that like a lot of this felt super stressful and I just Mm -hmm. like didn't know how to work through it and it was hard too because I had like so many friends um especially like Mike who I just climbed with a lot like he grew up park skiing. So like, you know, starting at age 13, he's like hucking himself off of gigantic jumps. Like the man just like learned how to like do the fear management mentally, like Mm -hmm. very early on in life. Right. Um, And I didn't. Um, And so like, that was just way harder for me. Also someone that like definitely had anxiety disorder, but just wasn't like diagnosed or like aware of that yet too. Like I just had like a lot of things um, and also college is stressful and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, I just like, my fear management was terrible. Like the way that I put pressure on myself was not good. Like I had so much like performance anxiety and like, I would like beat myself up really hard. And like, I still do some of these things, but like not nearly as much. Right. Um, and just my whole like view of like where I should be versus where I am. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of like, I think it's normal to have some of this stuff, especially because totally. the first like little bit of climbing you get better so fast and then it slows down and then you're like is this because I suck and I'm lazy and it's like no it's because getting better at climbing gets hard eventually right like also when you're an adult with like adult shit going on (laughs) it's it's harder to have that energy for it harder right but like I just wish like honestly if I could like shout out Carly um listen to our episode um with Carly Carly, you should listen to it. It's great about our, about our like fear management episode. Like if I could have like worked with Carly or someone like Carly, I don't even know if people were like doing that I kind don't of either. stuff yeah, back I, then. I don't like know. maybe some people were, but I don't know. Like even if I would have looked for it, if I would have like, like I think the Rock Warriors way existed and maybe I could have gone to like a Rock Warriors way clinic or something like that. But I don't know if that was like a thing I could have had. Um, I don't think that but, was something people really talked about though. Like you had like the very specific no. crew that was like, the rock warrior way is like my 
spiritual guide and you're like correct like maybe not yeah um. <laughs> okay yeah no and like also not to cut co- the rock warriors way it's like a wonderful great book, but it's not a to great comment. book yeah great book yes but like yeah i just think i like didn't maybe was like unwilling to accept it because i was also so embarrassed that i was so much more af- afraid than like well, all my friends because you have people around you who like a of all don't like they don't understand your perspective which like you know, a lot of people don't yeah, have they're empathy just like, just don't be scared. Fine. Yeah. I had yeah. that said to me too. The, like I'd, I'd be like, I'm so scared of this route. And I'd have friends be like, Oh, you're fine. You'll be fine. It's not scary. I was like, well, fuck you. Of course it's not like, well, you. but I don't, I perceive it differently. Yeah, yeah. I just think like, I wish I could have gotten that help earlier on because if I yeah. would have learned to like be relaxed, manage my fear, like not beat myself up, not compare myself so much, like, and yeah, I would have gotten better at rock climbing, been more successful, and had a shit ton more fun. Like, and I think, yeah, yeah, totally. like I think that would have been really helpful. And I probably would have set like goals that would set me up that I would have set like less ego driven goals and more mm. goals that would like make me a better rock climber. Um, yep. And I think also just like I always make the joke, I'm like, this is not to offend anyone that's young, but like as I get older, like I just kind of move up the bar that I say this where I would be like, well, everyone under the age of 19 is a terrible person. Like, not true. <laughs> but like, you get what I'm saying? You're just like, yeah. you're just like, yeah, whatever. And now I'm like older and I'm like, everyone under the age of 24 is a terrible person. Like, I don't actually think that. Um, But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just like get a little bit smarter as you age. I'm sure when I'm like 45, I'm going to be like, God, 28 year old Lauren, you're such an idiot. I hope I think that um, because that would mean (laughs) that I like learned something and grew as a person. But I think like a lot of it just came down to like some personal growth, being willing to like admit that I needed Mm -hmm. some help with this stuff and then actually getting it. But yeah, like those are big things. That is, yeah, yeah, that's what that's the number one thing, though. I would have said, like, get help on your mental game ASAP because it impacts everything. And you can be as strong and as endurant and as blah, blah, blah as you want. But if you freak out as soon as it's time to perform or you get super scared, it doesn't fucking matter. Like straight up. Yeah. Like get if that's you, like get some help with that, whether it's from me or from another mental game coach, um, like so critical. Or uh, lest we forget therapy. 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 Also, yeah, the number zero thing is like, get your ass in therapy right fucking now. Um, I did towards the end of college and that was great. But like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I had like, yeah, I wish, I feel like Gen Z and younger, like they're pretty on it with mental health. And I feel like our generation was still kind of like dealing with the, the parents ahead of us thinking mental health was for like a very specific type of person. Yeah. And I think if therapy was something that even I had addressed, I feel like similar for you, a mm-hmm. lot of these other things would have lined up very differently. So, yeah. Yeah. Learning that, like, the way my brain works, maybe like predisposed me to some of these experiences that I was having yeah. that other people weren't. Like, right. just all of that. Like, you um, understand, you have more empathy not only for yourself, but for differences too. I feel like that's like the biggest lesson yeah. I got where it was like, Oh, that person, instead of being like that person's such a dick, I'd be like, Oh, that's like, they operate they must differently be, than me and that's fine. Yeah. And like, or they like must be going through their own thing and that's fine. Like not to pity yeah. them, but to be like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to worry about myself because that's all I can yeah. do. 
Exactly. But anywho, that's that's all we got. Well, we Those got- are our top <laughs> 10 things. Hopefully, if you're one year into climbing or somewhere around there, something of this resonates with you. Don't make our mistakes. <laughs> Learn from our mistakes. Do as we Do say. Something <laughs> Work with us. Work with someone else. Find a different climbing friend. I don't know what you got to do, but if you can take any of these nuggets of wisdom and save yourself some time, do it. And also email us and let us know if this helped. Um, Because while I cannot save past me, hopefully past me can like save you from some bullshit. Uh, Hopefully past (laughs) Caitlin can help save you from some bullshit too. So that is what we... That is what we hope for this episode and um, this podcast in general, honestly. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Well, Caitlin, do you want to tell so this episode will be airing on I believe October, October 12th. 12th. If I get that wrong, just know that we fixed it and put it out when we wanted to. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I might be in Europe when you're listening to this, and I'm probably eating really good food in Europe uh, and hopefully I'm wearing a cute outfit too. So jealous. Um, Lauren's going to have a fashion her, like, meeting. Emily in Paris situation. Except Very for jealous. I'm like, I can't dress like her because they will know, well, A of all, I cannot afford it. Um, we, we well, neither can she. Those skirts cost. She can't afford it either. So that's the mystery of that show. <laughs> um, but I won't do that. Yeah, I'm going to be like pretending to be Parisian. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so except for I can't speak French and they're going to make fun of me. <gasps> I'm nervous. Wait, as an aside, Caitlin, you have to figure out my uh, nutrition training plan where you train me to be able to eat croissants like 800 even though i can't have gluten yeah yeah we should how do i train to be allowed to eat gluten (laughs) is that a thing you can do uh like no but yes mostly no probably no but also (laughs) it's not impossible and i think in your case i won't say any details but in your case i think it's possible because of what your root cause was but okay perfect yeah like if you're celiac, i don't have celiac disease. yeah 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 if celiac you're, just... you're fucked sorry <laughs> yeah you can't be like oh i trained myself it's fine absolutely not that's not how it works um in a lot of cases too with other autoimmune diseases and other other gut issues um it's certainly probably best to avoid but I think in your case, it's possible. So we should touch. Okay. Base. Yeah, we should. My gluten training plan. I'm so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, okay, perfect. Yes. So, but yeah, Caitlin, what do you got going on around mid-October? Around mid-October. Coming around? I am like weeks away from unveiling what my, uh, I'm not, I'm not really like relaunching my my business or my practice, but I'm very close to announcing what my new focus is and how I'm going to integrate more of that into my social media content and how I work with people, all that good stuff. Um, But yes, what I will say is that because this is all happening around the time of uh, October, I am at present, no longer accepting three-month coaching clients until 2024 because getting stopped around the holidays kind of sucks. So as a way to celebrate not only my shift in focus, I am also going to have a month-to-month deal to work with me that will be 
very, very savings heavy because I want more people to feel like nutrition is available to them. It's more accessible. And if you are looking for support in this area, I want to make sure that you feel supported. And I would love to be the person to do that. So that's all I'll say now. But uh, (laughs) if you are interested, you can apply at the link in our bio. And if you're like, oh, I already know what you said and what your switch is going to be. It's great. Well, then I already spilled the beans. And right now past me is like, Great. <laughs> Listen, the switches that Caitlin's only working with speed climbers. <laughs> the thing I don't do at all. <laughs> yeah. She's only working with speed climbers. All you do is snort a pixie stick and get your ass up the wall. And that's the nutrition. You don't need to pay for it. I'll just fucking tell you. Um, Damn it, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. That's Caitlin's new business model. Surprise. I don't know why this is such a hoopty do. Speed <laughs> climbers only. Um, okay. Perfect. <laughs> and maybe sometimes it's cocaine and sometimes it's a pixie stick. And Who that's knows? the nutrition plan. The mix. I'm Sorry, speed climbers. You all are real athletes. I don't know how you do what you do. We're just marveling at you and your um, Edward Cullenness. So, big big facts. If anything, if any sport is close to vampirism, (laughs) speed climbing. It should be called vampire climbing. I'm just gonna say it. That'd be fun. And if they wore capes and went that fast, (laughs) it'd be more impressive. Oh my god! Wow. Wow, just in time for Halloween. A nice vampire reference. I also just watched the Pride Parade episode of um, What We Do in the Shadows yesterday, and oh, I lost my goddamn mind. The next episode is going to make you absolutely lose your mind. Ryan and I were like mouth agape, just like, I, <laughs> what? I about died. Um, Yeah. Love that show. Okay, anyways. Anyways. While we're shooting the shit. Um, okay, so let's see. Mid-October. What is going on at Good Spray? Um, I will be in the thick of getting my Sensgiving athletes. My Sensgiving athletes will be training. My other athletes will be training while I'm in Europe. Very I will exciting. come back. We'll do some master classes. That's fun. Um, and then, yeah, as always in October, if you're like, I won't be starting to take on new custom plane athletes, and this may change between when this is being recorded and when this comes out, but I won't be starting to take new custom plane athletes until November. Um, hint, <coughs> I'm going to do, <coughs> I'm going to do good deals on stuff around Black Friday. I'll have more information coming out about that. But if you're like, hmm, I think a lot of people, what they kind of did last year was like they got in on some training plan deals and then started in the new year, uh, which was really fun. So I think like keep keep that in mind that if you are thinking about working with me at all in 2024, around the end of November will be a good time to get a deal on that. Um, but as always, my self-guided training plans are available. Um, and then make sure to join my email list. Like y'all, you, I know I put a lot of stuff out on Instagram, but like I put much more effort and time yeah. into my e- weekly Lauren's training plan makeover. Are excellent. Like I look forward Thank to you. getting those every week. They're wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I put a lot more effort into this podcast and into my email list. So if you like like what I put out, get on that because that is where like the best stuff is. Instagram is good, but the podcast and email list are where like good sh- the, the goodest shit that's like more thorough and actually going to help you like learn things more yeah. thoroughly. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. That's what I got to say. Um, if you're like waiting for me to respond to something, I'm in Europe right now. So, just chill. <laughs> so. I'll get back to you when I'm back. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it for me. Um, Same. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll link to all of the things in the show notes. Um, hopefully, this helped you a little bit. Um, and until next time, 
keep, keep it, it average. average. I did a French average. accent because I average because I think <laughs> I'll be in Paris when this comes out. Maybe I don't know. Average. All right, perfect. Catch you next time. So. <laughs> Caitlin here. We hope you enjoyed hearing about our blasts from the past and were able to do some of your own reflecting in between. Now, I'll close us out with some exciting announcements and our production credits. I'm absolutely thrilled to introduce my brand new monthly nutrition coaching membership. This is all about giving you the support and tools you need to make lasting changes towards a healthier, happier you. So here's what you get. Continuous 30-day support, a full hour of one-on-one time with me, nutrition recommendations tailored to you, group sessions, and in your first month, I'm throwing in an extra 30 minutes of coaching time as a bonus. I have a limited number of spots available each month, so join while you can. Head to the link in our show notes to join now. Ready to bring some consistency and purpose to your climbing sessions? Then check out the Good Spray suite of training plans. Whether you want a custom plan with support from Warren, or you simply need a program to follow, Good Spray has you covered. You can learn all about Lauren's programs at www.goodsprayclimbing.com. The Average Climber podcast is hosted by me, Caitlin, and my co-host, Lauren. You can find us on Instagram at The Average Climber Podcast for antics between episodes and updates on when new episodes are coming out. You can also find me on Instagram at the Dirtbrag Nutritionist and Lauren on her Instagram over at Good Spray Coaching. Editing for this episode was done by Josh Hafley. The music for this episode was created and produced by Devin Dabney. The Average Climber Podcast is a part of the Plugtone Audio Collective. Head on over to plugtoneaudio.com to learn more about the other shows on this network.